Game day is every day. Now it's Texans All Access. All right, we have to do a podcast because we're happy. D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Houston Texans, and it's hot off the press for us as we record this. Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, D.P. Sidhu. So, so I tweeted, I quote tweeted your tweet. Let's just start here. People are wondering, what's the building like? Because I was on a show already. They were asking me about that. The building, I don't think I've ever seen it this happy outside of a playoff game victory or something, but you're not in the office during a playoff game victory. I don't think I've ever seen the offices like that. It is electric right now that D'Amico Ryans has become the head coach of this team. Can we just start with the fact that we are in a four-hour marketing meeting (laughs) and people just started dropping like flies? Like, not just people in the audience as the presentations are going on, but people on the stage giving the presentations. (laughs) While I was doing it. (laughs) You were talking, someone else was talking, that person and stopped at the end of their sentence and immediately exited and we're all getting on our phones like it's happening it's literally it's the office meme it's happening mark is so choked up <laughs> he's losing his voice i mean what's going on mark this is <laughs> so you, we, talk, you talk about went down the wrong you talk about how happy the office was so we're waiting to put some content up and we're watching twitter and the news has come out but not officially from you know the texans but right before the news comes out we hear this roar down the hall yes. down the other side and it was the business side seeing D'Amico walk in with a big smile on his face to go sign his deal to finalize things. I, ran, I actually got it from my desk because mm-hmm. I have such severe FOMO I could hear cheering and I ran down to that side as he was coming out of the business offices people were just standing up and clapping and we're separated by two glass doors <laughs> in about 40 yards but and, we can still hear the cheering yeah. he walks into the boardroom with the McNairs, they went to sign the deal. The doors closed. And then I think I went back to my desk. We were all just sort of standing around talking. And after, what, like 10 minutes or so, D'Amico, Nick Casario, they walk back through our side of the building, which is where the coaches sit, the football operations side. And I just hear someone go, hey, Drew. And it's D'Amico because (laughs) Drew's in his direct line of sight. I turn around, and there's D'Amico, there's Nick. And, you know, he shook hands with the three of us. Yeah. And, you know, Nick was just standing there kind of laugh. He was kind of laughing because we were, I think we were so giddy. We were just so giddy and happy. I've been grinding on this deal (laughs) for three days or whatever it's been. And you guys are, I said, I did congratulate Nick though. I did say, you too, Nick. Congratulations. It's a big day for all of us. As he deserves. Yes. Yes. Congrats. It's a huge day because based on reports, this thing was not in the bag as we all were hoping as of Monday, that Denver was still making a run or whatever the case may be, but Ian Rappaport uh, reported that. I'm just glad that that doesn't factor in at all. D'Amico's a Texan. He's back home. And that meeting you were talking about, that four-hour marketing meeting, being on stage while everyone starts to like sort of go out. Not yeah, everyone, your group but was in, actually – my group was done presenting. In, your group was up next. Yeah, in clumps. They're leaving. <laughs> and it, it reminded me of that scene in the big short at the end of the movie where the <laughs> Goldman Sachs guy's on stage and the market is just plummeting and everybody starts leaving. I'm thinking, what is going on? But I bet it's positive. I bet it's D'Amico being announced as head coach of the Texans. So – it's funny. I saw him at the cafeteria earlier today, and he was talking to some people, and they were in a tight conversation. So, and I know you saw him too, Drew. I did, and I was not going to interrupt him then. And he was—I mean, they were really locked in. But there's—and I'm not. This is going to sound so fanboy about you know D'Amico Ryan's, but there is an aura about him. There certainly is. You know, we all saw him as a rookie, and you know, I remember those days and at practice and people calling him Cap and impossible not to notice the leadership skills right away. Just even as a a guy who does what I do, watching him practice as a rookie and then all the way through his career. And here he is today. And I just thought, 
He's got command of this situation. There's just something about him. And look, no one's saying that they're going to win 10 Super Bowls or whatever. I hope they do. But right now, at this moment, they've got the right guy. There's no question. Let's see where it takes us. It took a lot of restraint to not jump over that partition in between my desk and the hallway when I shook his hand and I gave him a big hug. You just wanted to bear hug him, right? I saw him in the cafeteria right around the, probably around the time Mark saw him too. It took a lot of restraint not to run over and give him a hug. But what Mark brings up about the leadership can't be, uh, can't be overstated enough. D'Amico Ryans is the leader of all leaders player-wise in franchise history. Yeah, He's not the greatest player. He's one of the greatest players in franchise history. But he's the greatest leader who was a player. That's a great point, Drew. If you had to power rank players who have played here. That includes quarterbacks, too. Right. Oh, there's no question yeah. he's number one. And the second place guy is far away mm-hmm. from where he is. And that's not a dig on anybody no, no. here who's been a quarterback, a leader, whatever, including Watt, Cushing, these great players with great leadership skills. But it's just D'Amico's above them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the gap, I don't know how big the gap is, but D'Amico's clearly above them. If you had asked me this three weeks ago before he was a consideration or whatever the the timing was, like sometime during the season, hey, who is the greatest Texans player leader in history? Oh, D'Amico Ryan's easy. You know? Yeah. I, Next got here question. In, I got here in 2013 after he was gone, but I remember Brian Cushing talking so much about the leadership of a D'Amico Ryan's. And I remember a lot of, and, you know, 2013 obviously is the year the Texans went two and 13, uh, two and 14. And as a lot of people reference the fact that not having D'Amico as a leader on that defense was a, a huge underrated factor as to why the, the team underperformed that year. Certainly, certainly. Think about this. Okay, 2009, he's a pro bowler. Texans have their first winning season. 2010 starts out well. They're 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. He starts that game here, the sixth game of the year, against the Chiefs, and he goes down with the, the season-ending Achilles injury. Texans won two games the rest of the way. They finished six and ten mm. that year. They were four and two with D'Amico in the lineup. He comes back in eleven. They go to the playoffs, but then in twelve he gets dealt away. And when he got dealt away, it happened on March twentieth, and it just so happens that the NFL Network had a nightly news show Monday through Friday, and they would bring players on, you know, and take breaks oh, and talk talk about you know what's going on. So that night, just by coincidence, the, the news had not come out. J.J. Watt, who was coming off his rookie year and was not yet J.J. Watt. Right. He was up there with Antonio Smith. Oh. They were doing the show, and they they were talking about the season that was and the optimism for 12. They were talking a little bit about On the Nose with Sean Cody, all the silly stuff that was going on with that. The news broke about that trade when those two guys were on the show, and they both looked like they'd seen ghosts. Mm. I mean, they yeah. both looked shell-shocked. And, you know, they've you've seen today J.J. Watt tweeting about how hiring D'Amico Ryans is going to re-energize this fan base. And that's clear. It's happening on social media. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. And you're, We're going to go home. We're going to go to the grocery store. We're going to see people we know, acquaintances, and they don't always talk football with us. They're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about bringing D'Amico Ryans back. It's a memorable name because he's a memorable player and one of the best that's ever done it here. And it's a, it's a, a sunny, sunny day for this franchise. And just in the coaching ranks, out of the head coaching candidates, not only was he so great as a player for the Texans, but in this cycle of, of head coaching candidates, D'Amico Ryans was the, the best candidate, one of the best, if not the best candidate. As defensive coordinator in his first season with the 49ers, the, the def- their defense finished third in the mm-hmm. NFL. This past season, first. Every playoff game that we watched, every game of the 49ers we watched, we thought, 
Look at that defense. Look how they're playing for, for D'Amico. He's going to make a fantastic head coach someday. The fact that the Texans were able to get him, and we, you, you referenced Ian Rappaport's tweet about how the Broncos came in late trying to woo him away from the Texans, and he recommitted himself to Houston. I mean, I can't even imagine if D'Amico Ryans was a head coach somewhere else, how sick to our stomachs we'd be feeling. Oh. Because we saw that leadership here, but to know that he's coming back into the building, he's got a familiarity with this team, the city knows him, the fans know him. I mean, I was joking to Mark. I, I tweeted about him walking through the halls and the applause that we could hear yeah. and how he shook hands with everyone. And I said, Mark, look at all these people liking and quote tweeting and people crying emojis. Like, people are so excited about this. You, and you bring up a really good point. You talk about all, there were a lot of great candidates that the Texans interviewed this. I mean, mm -hmm. every one of them, you could justify, hey, that guy belongs. That guy deserves to be a head coach. There were no great candidates that would be beloved like D'Amico. He's mm. the only great candidate right. who would be beloved and universally loved by the fan base. Well, I, I said this, and you know, you always say this about an acquisition, right? And that's what this is for a head coach, an acquisition. You know, if Shane Steichen or one of those sure. other guys came in here and they won three Super Bowls, all right, now you're beloved, okay? Mm -hmm. Now that's it. Because the day of the hiring or the moment of the hiring, however, however many days that is, this is the greatest off-season or non-field, off-field moment in the history of the team other than the launch of the team itself. And McLean tweeted something like this, but he and I were going back and forth, by the way, full disclosure on Saturday on text about this very topic. The Kubiak hiring was huge because yeah. local guys, St. Pius, Aggie, Super Bowl winner, great offensive coordinator with the Broncos. Oh, my gosh, we got our guy. That was a big deal. Hobby Center press conference, my goodness. This tops it. Yeah. This tops it. Does some of it have to do with where you've been the last three years? Well, maybe. All right. But this tops it anyway. And the Wade Phillips hiring as defensive coordinator in 11 was also huge. I mean, that was a mega hire. Now, the Bill O'Brien hire, he was the top guy in the market. People were happy. you know. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, all right, we're going to go to the Super Bowl 10 times. But there was a lot of excitement about it. I just think this, is, and you know, even Lovey last year, Texan guy coming in, stabilized things, great. Mm. But this is head and shoulders. This yeah. is this is an incredible moment in the history of this organization. I gotta credit the McNairs, Nick, for pulling this off. And I put it that way because you know, if you told me last year or something that this kind of thing was possible, I'd say, come on, that's that, is that really gonna happen? Is that kind of thing really gonna happen to us? Everything we've been through and all that, we as an organization. But it's happened, and let me tell you something. The sun is out. Things are turning around. It's draft time soon enough. Free agency before that. Let's rock. Lots of space salary cap-wise in free agency. And, you know, you brought up the Kubiak signing. Yep. A couple years ago, a couple springs ago, we were out at his ranch doing a, a video yep. with Kubiak. Well, he was talking about D'Amico back then. Wow. He was talking about, hey, like, keep your eye on him. He's going to be a head coach someday, and it's not going to be too long. He knows. He knows what he, mm -hmm. he, what, knows. What, he what he had. In, he knew in about Demico. Stefanski too. Sure, because he sure. mentioned that that he said something about like Minnesota. They had a good one there. You know, maybe they shouldn't have let him walk out the door. But we'll see what happens with him in Cleveland. That's their problem, by the way. Their <laughs> uh, their issues, not Stefanski, but the other things. But this is a phenomenal development. And I was asked by the San Antonio radio peeps. They said, "Well." Let's just talk draft for a moment. And I thought, draft? I can't talk Who draft cares? right now. I'm too emotionally <laughs> crazy to talk draft. But all right, go ahead. Throw one at me. They said, well, since he's a defensive head coach, would they reconsider taking a quarterback? He said, 
I said, well, how, how do you know they were considering a quarterback? I don't even know what they're considering at number two, right? Uh, I would presume they're looking at a quarterback at some point. Uh, but the point is this. With D'Amico and Nick working together now and the credibility that gives you, I feel like there's a lot of acceptance the fans will have for whatever they decide to do. Now that people complain about this or that or be concerned, whatever the reaction might be, but you still feel like, again, you're in really good hands right now with this brain trust. They're going to do the right things, and we'll see how it plays out. I mean, this entire coaching cycle has been so different. We've gone through three head coaching hires in the past three seasons. Mm -hmm. It's been rough. Maybe that's why we're just so overjoyed that, you know, this was what this franchise needs at this moment. It feels, it really does feel like a fresh start. But to your point, Mark, I really, I know the draft, I'm like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> don't I mean, believe I me, wanna, it will when I we get, get to there. Week one. I want, no, I want to get to week one. I want to start yeah. playing games. Like, I'm that excited. I know you can't do that without a draft, but yeah. I just feel like this entire offseason, it just changes how you look at everything. I just love the reaction of the fans. I'm putting together um, an ass scene on social story. Mm. And I, I can't, I usually get these up pretty quickly, but there are so many reactions from yep. former players, current players. The zone local has been media. flooded. Yeah. You've I got mean, a, I just might, my, my and, and I'm, I keep getting a few more sent my way, like, oh, don't forget to add this, add this, add this. There's so many people reacting on Twitter right now. It just warms my heart. And great reactions. Uh, it's funny yeah. how the uh, national media, they were all over this, and they have glee about the hiring. It's, and I saw a few people with some, they took some shots at the team, even though we got D'Amico Ryans, but whatever. D'Amico's here to like correct all that. Who Win cares? games, Who correct cares? all that, and, and move into 2023 with great excitement and more wins. I mean... I really, you know, I've observed his coaching 49ers defensively, you know, what he's been able to put together there. You mentioned it. So this team's been around since 1946, San Francisco. They've never finished number one in points and yards. Mm. And the fact that he was able to do that, they didn't do it until D'Amico got a hold of their defense. Now, I know they've got some talent, but number one in both categories for a team that's won a ton of games and championships is really impressive. And if he didn't have the overall leadership skills anyway, it's not like he's some master technician and that's it. The guy's got the people skills on top of all of that. So I'm eager to see how he constructs the defensive situation with who's going to call those plays, who's going to be the offensive staff, all of it. Now that'll unfold soon enough. You guys talk about worrying about the draft and worrying about this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that 24 hour rule, but we're going to extend it and uh, we'll go a little bit longer than 24 hours and just enjoy this one. We still don't yeah. know yet. When the press conference is happening, all that other stuff, this is fresh. But yeah, this is this is definitely a time to be excited if you are a Houston Texans fan. Over under on former Texans that will be at the press conference. There will be at least a dozen. I mean, a oh, dozen? minimum. I'm gonna minimum. say I'm gonna say twenty. Yeah. Twenty former Texans? Yeah. JJ Want? Uh, maybe. I, mean, I think maybe. he's in I think maybe. they were in town for a retirement dinner, but I I Okay, I was Maybe. just wondering. I but was guessing maybe dozen, like seven, yeah. eight. Whether they're there dozen. or not, though, the point is they're all back. Whether they're at the press conference or not. They're back in the mix. They're all back in the <laughs> fold. They're back in, in the in the family. You know, it felt like things were kind of broken apart a little bit over the years. And, and you know, not completely, but it just wasn't as tight as it could be. The family's coming back together now, and D'Amico's going to do that. And again, it all starts, it really does all start with the McNairs wanting to do this and being able to get it done with Nick and get the deal done, the Denver thing. I mean, who knows how close or not close that was, but the fact that he's here, it's happening. Let's move forward and have some fun with this. D'Amico Ryan's back, 
as a Houston Texan, as the Texans head coach. That's it for this Texans All Access podcast. Check out all the other stuff wherever you got this one. Texans All Access.